Our scripture this day is from the book of Revelation, the first chapter, verses 1 through 9. After this, I heard what sounded like a huge crowd in heaven. And they said, Hallelujah! The salvation and glory and power of our God. His judgments are true and just. Because he judged the great prostitute who ruined the earth by her whoring, and he exacted a penalty for the blood of his servants from her hand. And then they said a second time, Hallelujah! Smoke goes up from her forever and always. The 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God, who's seated on the throne. And they said, Amen. Hallelujah. And then a voice went out from the throne and said, Praise our God, all you servants, and you who fear him, both small and great. And I heard something that sounded like a huge crowd, like rushing water and powerful thunder. And they said, Hallelujah. The Lord our God, the Almighty, exercised his royal power. Let us rejoice and celebrate and give him the glory. For the wedding day of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. She was given fine, pure white linen to wear, for the fine linen is the saints' acts of justice. And then... The angel said to me, Write this. Favored are those who have been invited to the wedding banquet of the Lord. He said to me, These are the true words of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Appreciate that. Um, going through words, wonderfully weird words during this season in between um, Christmas and Lent. And we're getting closer to Lent, but we've got a few more words. And really the reason why we are doing this is because, as you know, words matter, right? We figured that out. The, 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 the more we grow up, the more we realize that, uh, that words paint pictures they help shape our reality. You'll see some words up here on the stage that we use for our marriage enrichment uh, retreat, which was phenomenal. It was amazing uh, experience. And, um, and we talked a lot about words, the words we use in our marriages, in our family. And you know words matter. But what about this strange word, hallelujah, or alleluia, right? What about this, what about this word? Well, you probably know what it means. Does anybody, does anybody know? Because you learned at Vacation Bible School. Did you know that? You learned when you were four years old. Daniel, put up the song. We're going to have to sing it so we can remember it. And then there you go. So here we go. Now, here's what we're going to do. Uh, those of you on my left, you're the L. You're the L side, right? Those of you on the right, you're, uh, well, you're the R side, right? And so... You remember this song, don't you? Don't you remember this song? So it goes like this, and I better not be singing a, a solo, but um, you don't want that to happen. But it goes like this. 
Uh, and I'll sing it through before you have to sing it a little bit. Because, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Okay, switch now. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Everybody. Praise ye the Lord. Okay, can we when we can we tick it up a notch? Can we do that? It's like saying to the top or hotty tidy or hell state, kinda like well hell state. You know, no, you don't do that. Come on now, Super Bowl Sunday. So we're gonna say it like we mean it, okay? You ready? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. A little louder. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord, hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord, hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord, hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Nice job, y'all. That's good. You knew what this word meant when you were four years old. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God is what it means. And you know, this word only appears in, in its original uh, form. Uh, only appears in Revelation 19, the word itself, four times right here. Alleluia. Amen. Alleluia. Alleluia. And then Alleluia. Now, there are a few times in the Psalms, there are these Psalms called Hallel uh, uh, Psalms. Because in, in the Hebrew, you've got Hallel, which means, you know, praise ye or pray, let us praise. And then Yah is the first part of how they described God. Yahweh. You can almost breathe it in and breathe it out. Yahweh. Hallel Yah. All over the world today, people will be praising Jesus, worshiping God, lifting up their hands, bringing their joys and their burdens to the Lord, and they'll be doing it in all kind of uh, languages. In the Methodist church alone, in the United States... God is worshipped in 20 different languages. And that's just a little old Methodist church. That's just a little bit. It's a little slice of God's kingdom, right? And everywhere you go, you could go to Brazil. You could go to uh, um, Lima. You could go to Seoul, Korea. And no matter what language you say, everybody says that word the same. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it means praise God. Handel's Messiah in the 1700s. He suffered from depression. He wrote that whole piece in just three weeks. And when the chorus and the orchestra sang before the VIP in the mid-1700s, the Queen of England was there. And so moved was the Queen, this royalty. So moved was she that what did she do? She stood up during Alleluia. And when the Queen did, everybody did. And that is why most of the time we are to stand when that song is sung. The greatest hymn we sing, I sure hope we sing it on Easter. I'm going to lobby for it. Is John Wesley's Christ the Lord is risen today. Hallelujah. My grandmother died in the season of Easter, the great 50 days. 
And when we put her ashes in the ground, my family, we all exchanged the shovel. And we dug a piece of dirt, and we put it on there. And as we dug, and as we placed the dirt on my grandmother's grave, we sang, Christ the Lord is risen today. Alleluia. But you know what? Definitions don't give this word kind of justice. And thank goodness we're taking communion today because that's the highlight of our service, not the sermon. But I just want to set us up and try to get us to the table as best I can. But we're not going to get a whole lot of places defining the word. Just like you can, uh, uh, you can define the word water, but you're not going to really know what it is until you jump in the lake, Right? A lot of us can talk a good game about God, but there's a difference in talking about God and knowing God. And we can talk about Alleluia until the cows come home, but you'll know what it means when it takes your breath away. When it takes your breath away. These past few months, the Me Too movement has been so powerful. To see women stand up and to find their voice, to say... We're not going to be, we're not, we're not victims. We are going to shout it from the mountaintop, and we are no longer going to be relegated to the shadows. And when, they, when, when, I, when we've heard this big Me Too movement, I, just, I could hear God whisper, Hallelujah. I saw it. It went viral the other day. I know what it sounds like. I know what it smells like. St. John of Patmos, when he wrote Revelation, talked about the smoke coming up from the rubbles of Babylon. Uh, that, that it will forever be spoken up because at the end of the day, God's will will be done. And I, I can get a hint of that smoke, of the heartache and ruins going up. One video, pregame, major leagues, a little boy walking out to the mound. They gave him a ball. He got to do the first pitch. They were uh, uh, honoring soldiers that day. And the mascot gave him the ball, and the catcher came with the catcher's match on, mask on and squatted down and caught the ball. And then the catcher walked up to the boy and took off her mask, and it was his mom coming home from the battlefield. And I could hear, Alleluia. I could hear it. It's not enough to define it. Alleluia, you got to kind of know what it smells like and what it feels like. And either you've experienced it or you haven't. But I bet you have. Alleluia feels like hope when you're going through a terrible time. Alleluia feels like rejoicing. Maybe that's what Paul said. He never said the word Alleluia in his letters. But I think when he said rejoice, and again I say rejoice, I think that's what he was talking about. Alleluia looks like trust. Trust that God's will will be done even when there is no evidence otherwise. Alleluia means lean in and know that you're going to get to that feast, to that party, to that wedding. Alleluia is an echo of what is, no matter uh, what will be, no matter what is at the, at the current moment. Alleluia is an anti-aging word. That's why you need it. Keeps you young. You realize we're all getting older, but we don't have to grow older, right? You know that. 
Dr. Jonas Salk, one of my heroes, came up with, the, with, with what would eventually eradicate, just virtually eradicate our world of polio. Dr. Salk could have gotten filthy rich off of that. He could have patented it. And I mean, who would have blamed him, right? But he refused to. He said, this is for the people. This is for the people. It's not for me. This is not a commodity. This is about the world healing. Dr. Jonas Salk was a dedicated Christian, and he knew about that word, alleluia, for sure. He was this kind of scientist, this mad researcher, who loved the art of curiosity, who wanted to learn more and felt like intuition was something very powerful that could lead us all into our highest calling. They asked him one day, Dr. Salk, you've done so much. You've done so much for this world. What's the secret to your life? Dr. Salk said this. He said, die young as late as you can. Hallelujah. Now, you know as well as I do, we're going to be turning on our TV set at 5.30 p.m. By the way, the Brutons, where are you, Sam? Yep, going over to the Brutons. If you've got nowhere to go tonight, they're hosting. They don't care, but, but, but come on, just uh, bring some food, right? Bring something to eat. Bring your favorite party food because it's going to be fun. I see, I see a little Patriot uh, fanage right over here, and there may be some Eagles fans. You may be interested, right? Um, and and I'll, I'll be interested. I'll actually be on the road. I, I really won't be able to see it um, uh, this afternoon. But it's the most intense, most amazing uh, e- event, right? And people are going to be shouting. You know, there are going to be people going, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles, right? I don't know what the Pats do. Do you know what the Patriots sing? No, okay. They'll be saying something, sure. Probably like, yay, Tom Brady. That's probably what they'll be saying. <laughs> Another championship. He's not even human, you know. You know. But God says this. God says, I want to lead you to something much better than E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. I've got something better in store for you than even the Super Bowl. I am calling you to the Alleluia that is the Lamb of God. Not an eagle, not a patriot, but a lamb. Where you will find your strength in your weakness. Where you will find healing for your pain. And God says, when you come up to this table, it is so good and so rich and so awesome. We're just going to break a little piece off for you. Because a little goes a long way. A little hallelujah goes a long way. This week, hallelujah whispered in my ear. And every preacher should have that handy somewhere, right? So I'm going to the hospice to see someone who's dying. And as I park my car, Alleluia's sitting right there beside me. Alleluia says, you want me to go? You want me to go with you, Bruce? No, you stick here with my cell phone. This is sad. I walk in, and I talk to this beautiful woman who's dying. And this woman said... I asked her, I said, how do you want me to pray for you? I don't know how to pray right now. Tell me how to pray for you. Oh, she said, let's have a prayer of thanks. She said, it's been a good life. I know I'm loved. 
I know where I'm going. I know that I'm surrounded by people who love me and they're going to be fine. They're going to be okay. I know that God has worked through me and sometimes in spite of me. So you just say, thank you, Bruce. So I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this beautiful saint, a sinner of your own redeeming, for I know that she will see the Lamb of God very soon. And I got back in my car, and I looked at Alleluia, and Alleluia said, should I have gone with you? I said, yeah, I'll take you next time. We sing our Alleluias just like a child, just like Vacation Bible School where you learn this, praise be to God. Every one of us probably, you don't remember it. There was a time when we walked up on this vast, great ocean and the waves came down. And we didn't even realize that mom or dad was right behind us. Maybe grandma was right behind us. And we were curious about this big thing called an ocean. And then the first wave came over us and we discovered something that was awesome and joyous, and we laughed. And our grandparents or our parents laughed with us because it delighted them that we discovered something awesome and wonderful about life. God is the same way. God is our alleluia longing for us to take our little bitty bucket and little plastic shovel and to dig and to live and to love in a way that we know God's got our back, and we know God loves us. Just bask in the moment and come to the table, and don't ask too many questions. When you come up to the table in just a few moments, just bring your hallelujahs. Just bring your hallelujahs. At that marriage enrichment seminar, when we all walked up, all these couples came up, it hit me about right there when I was holding Jen's hand that I'm a lucky guy. I have no idea that I really did win the lottery. You know, I really felt good about life and about where God, you know, he had brought me thus far. And we all went up here, and I didn't realize I'm a little bit mad at Connie and Joey. My, my, in, in my suggestion boxes, don't ever rip my heart out like that again. But there we were right up here, moving up here, reaffirming our vows to one another while Joey and Connie were out there. And uh, I was comforted to see that there were tears on other faces. And I heard God whisper, Alleluia. Bring your shovel and bring your pail. For I have given you the lamb, and this feast is more than enough. Take it with you. Or better yet, let it take you where it wants you to go. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. I invite David to come forward as we surround our table and prepare for the